This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. So there's still some crumbs left over from conference title weekend. Some of the fallout. We'll get to Andy Reid on Kadarius Tony in just a second here. Here was Rex Ryan yesterday on Get Up, former Jets head coach, been to a couple conference title games. We know Rex. Um, he destroyed Baltimore Ravens offensive coordinator Todd Monken's game plan. This is the stupidest game plan I've ever seen. And you know what, Greg Roman, every single person needs to apologize to you because you got blamed for everything about what was wrong in Baltimore. And it wasn't you because this, this new guy that we uh, praised the hell out of. Todd Munkin. Yeah, Todd Munkin. By the way, with the new guy. You, you don't have new Tom guy. Brady. Do you realize your quarterback is Lamar Jackson? Not Tom Brady. What in the hell are you doing dropping back 82% of the time? This is a team that led the NFL in rushing attempts. They had six whopping rushing attempts yeah. to, the, to the running backs. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> that is, I hadn't realized that because I hadn't done the box yeah. score forensics on the AFC title game. I was just going by what my eyes saw when I was coming on the air yesterday. I hadn't gone back and looked and realized like, Gus Edwards carried the ball three times in that game. No, no, no. It was uh, it was kind of alarming. Yeah. And honestly, this is where it got really weird. Was I, even when Lamar Jackson ran, when he scrambled, he'd get past the line of scrimmage, and it looked like he was looked like he was hesitant, like tippy toeing. Yeah, man, like head on a swivel to an extreme degree. And and I noticed that a little bit versus the Texans, but nothing glaring or anything. And I almost, I, I have no idea exactly why that might be. Other than that, maybe they were just so focused on a certain game plan that 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 it felt uncomfortable to run at that point. Yeah. Um, I don't. I. I don't, like. I have a hard time sometimes because sometimes the game flow, you know, creates a situation where sure. you know, even if you're trying to run, okay, you run but fail on first down, or you have an incomplete pass on first down, so you're all of a sudden in a, in a passing situation. The problem is that all of this conveniently does just fit into a lot of the questions he had about the Ravens going into this game where, okay, the Ravens, the Ravens had rarely been down by eight or more points in a game this entire season. They had a lead or were within one score the vast majority of the time. Uh, they were, they were, they had a lead in the fourth quarter the vast majority of the time. And either through a lack of familiarity with it um, or just flat out, maybe they're not built to come from behind, it's all that same stuff from three and four years ago. Like, oh, all right, I don't know, maybe this team just can't come. Th-. But that's that's with the assumption that you have to pass to come back that amount. I think in some ways, I, I don't know if Monken didn't trust that the Ravens' defense would figure it out, and maybe that's part of it, or that John Harbaugh didn't 
think that the, the Ravens defense would figure it out, but they did. They came out in the second half, and they, they very much limited Pat Mahomes. Yeah. And the, the Ravens would have had time if they had perhaps just run more of a, their normal split of run pass. And, and because the, the Chiefs, especially with like the, the designed QB runs and the QB scrambles over the past couple of years, they've been bad at it. They were bad last week against Josh Allen. And I don't, I, I don't know in what universe you decide that like Josh Allen running the ball on designed runs is working, but it's not for us. Right. I like I, when you've got Lamar freaking Jackson. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand why that wasn't more of the game plan, given that that was an, it's almost like a disrespect to the chiefs defense. If you get, if you're sitting there, maybe that's where Todd Monken really screwed up. Maybe, maybe he looked at the chiefs defense and didn't really understand how good they were and that they were above needing to, to rely on designed QB runs. When in fact, that might have been one of their only weaknesses as a defense. Yeah. Yeah, they – they. Um, I was shocked that they went away from running the ball. Like, it, even when – in the first half, like in the second quarter, I'm like – and, and, and they were – they had Lamar throwing passes that there was some precision involved with. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of, a lot of stuff – you know, a lot of east-west stuff that was quick hit, precision type stuff where, yeah. as you pointed out, like even when Lamar, like even when he's completing passes, he's always still just a tick off compared to the Mahomeses and the Strouds oh, of the world, you know? You look at, I mean, some of the plays that Mahomes made on some of those shorter passes in the, in the first quarter especially, but in the, right first, in the first half. Yeah. yeah, they were, I mean, he throws to covered guys yeah. routinely yeah. in a way that, like, that's just not Lamar Jackson. I think that, I think that is still one of those things where, you know, in a weird, in a weird way, a comparison I would make maybe is Dwight Howard in trying to force into trying to force a certain style of play that that to, to defy a narrative. So Dwight Howard, man, remember all the possessions we would sacrifice to him believing that he needed to back somebody up in the low post. I do. Like, oh no, <laughs> hey. Hey, Shaq and Charles are mean to me, so I'm going to prove that I could have played in the 90s. Uh, Like, no, no, be the Eurocenter that you are. Just run and run and run. Be free, Dwight. Be free. Like a wild horse, you know? Um, But he would just force these possessions and want these touches in the low post. And it wasn't him. And, like, likewise, I, I, like, just wonder if, man, all right, man, Lamar, like, don't worry about whatever narratives are. You are an awesome quarterback. You're an MVP, but part of that is because you are lethal with your legs. Embrace that. Don't try to don't try to defy what Bill Polian or whoever else might have said back in the day. Like those guys are done with. The guys that think that running quarterbacks aren't actual quarterbacks, those guys are rapidly dying off. Like quite literally, they're dying. Like everybody's ready to embrace a quarterback that's a dual, a genuine dual threat. My God, use all the tools at your disposal. Can I just tell you my favorite thing with this last couple minutes is that now we've compared Lamar Jackson to both James Harden and Dwight Howard. That's pretty good. I, like it, it, we compared him to two guys who hate each other and played <laughs> and, and couldn't couldn't stand each other at the very I don't know end. If they did. What was the word that uh, the one writer had used? It was it was a Kelly Eco or somebody else described him as uh, like a, a civil. It was some kind of like a, a civil uh, cohabitation or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they didn't necessarily hate each other. They just didn't see eye to eye. But they were they were both too polite to really make much of it. Married couple that slept in separate rooms, that kind of thing, probably. Yeah. All right. Um, the uh, one of the other storylines from over the weekend. We played the audio and we'll play it here. Uh, Kadarius Tony, 
who was one of the heroes of the Chiefs Super Bowl run last year. Um, the uh, he was not he's not one of their heroes this year. Spoiler alert: he's been really bad this year, um, to the extent that he was inactive. Now they listed him on the injury report as inactive due to a hip injury, which is one in a in a series of injuries they've labeled him with this year. Uh, Kadarius Tony took to Instagram prior to the game on Sunday to take umbrage with the Chiefs deactivating him because of an injury. Out of here. All these they try to play me. Oh, God. Bitch ass. I don't got to get on this bitch and be on no shit. Go clean no shit up. Because I don't really give a fuck. I don't know with y'all. Have y'all really do something. Man, I do something here. Hey, I ain't get on that. Oh, God. But, hey, look. Y'all reading all this cap ass You feel me? Believe it. I don't give a fuck. I ain't never been that to go do all that. But yeah, man, that cap. I'm not hurt. None of that shit. Say that shit. My too. Oh God! Now I heard none of that. <laughs> hip bend. Uh, 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 uh. It go from hip to ankle to this to that. <laughs> That's some of the greatest audio we've ever played on this show. That needs to be put on auto tune and set to music. <laughs> it does. It, like the uh, the unedited I version, mean, you know. Chef's kiss to you, Kadarius Tony. That is a beautiful piece of audio. Right there, there was a bit of a rhythm to it, almost oh, like when sure. he started going into the. It was like a, it was almost like an R-rated version of head, shoulder, knees, and toes. Yeah. <laughs> hip, ankle, hip, huh, hip, hip, ankle, toe. Hmm, shoulders, uh. knees, and toes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who are those guys? The four singers from Australia that had the different, uh, the, the the different colored long sleeve shirts on. Didn't they sing that? What? Who, who were they called again? They sing head, shoulders, knees. They, and the guys they, they go around tour on the concerts and whatnot. They, 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 the four kids sing. Text in, you know who I'm talking about. From Australia. They were from Australia, I think. Yeah, and they were kids. It was yeah, a group of kids? yeah. They had some name. I forget the. Yeah. Like, oh, like they were. Were they children singers? Yes, they were children oh, singers. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. And they sang head, shoulders, knees, and toes. I'm pretty sure All someone right. will text. I get. We have a bunch of parents that listen to the show. Probably some of whom are in their car with their kids right now going, why are you playing Kadarius Tony while my kid's in the car right now? Yeah. Um, I thought you were talking about men at work or something. No, no, I was like, no. no, they have, no. There was a guy in the video that wore like a French sailor's shirt. And that hey, guy, the big guy. <laughs> by the time these guys became relevant, it could have been men at work reinventing themselves. I mean, yeah. let's face it. After men at work's first album, we did not hear much from men at work anymore. So they might have reinvented the, the Wiggles. Thank you. The Wiggles. Oh, the Wiggles. The Wiggles. Yeah, yeah the Wiggles. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the monkeys. No, it's not the monkeys. It's so not... what were the Wiggles? The Wiggles, they had four different colored shirts. You said, oh, they had sleeved shirts. Sleeved so shirts. They were, they were and they one were each, color. They, okay. Yeah, they were. Oh, okay. Were they one color? Maybe I'm thinking the, of the Teletubbies the, that were different colors. No, the shirts were the shirts were monochromatic. They were all one color. Yeah. They had four different colors. So that's for, what I meant. I, yeah. The way you described it, I was thinking of like baseball shirts. Gotcha. You know, with like a, a different colored gotcha. sleeve. Gotcha. It's so not they, ABBA, okay? Everybody's texting in different names of Australian yeah, bands. It's not ABBA. ABBA's not Australian. They're <laughs> Swedish or something. Yeah. yeah. Wiggles. That's a, that's a long ways away from Australia. To be fair. And everything. To be fair, the Wiggles might not be from Australia either. I may just be thinking things. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's get to Andy Reid. We promised this. That oh, yeah. we just played Kadarius Tony. Here was Andy Reid explaining his side of things, saying, hey, we're just working through some stuff right now. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, obviously he's been on the injury report. So, I mean, I've, I got to... That that part is uh, that's not made up by any means, but he's been working through some things, and um, he'll uh, you know he'll be back out there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, translation: That part is not made up. He is injured because basically everybody <laughs> in the NFL is injured at this point in the season. You can put something on there, but he's working through some he's things. He's loco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got he's got issues beyond the the actual injury that's listed on there. So yeah. I mean, two things can be true: he can be missing games not because of an injury, but he could also still have an injury. Yeah, if any, and like, and this is again, this is one of those situations where I I would say the likeliest scenario or the most common scenario in this is that Andy Reid thought he was doing Kadarius Tony a solid by putting the name of an injury on there. So he didn't have to disclose that it might be something more uh, like soap soap opera worthy right. on there. But he's like, uh, you know, like, all right, listen, we're just going to say you got a hip injury or whatever. And Kadarius Tony, uh, sometimes people don't, sometimes people can't accept even niceties without uh, getting upset about them. Yes, somehow. yes, especially people with erratic histories such as Kadarius Tony's. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> I guess Tony would rather the Chiefs just come out and publicly say he's scratched because he sucks. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, the dude, they're giving you an excuse to be benched right now. Hide behind the hip injury, man. Yeah, don't be, don't be upset about that. Like, that's a much better. A hip injury can be dealt with later. People, people will look at a hip injury that doesn't need surgery as like, oh, okay, whatever, yeah. no big deal. Um, you like being impossible to work with or something. Just for example, that's uh, that's much worse. For example, that's much yes, worse. yeah. yeah. Um, other leftovers from the conference title games. I forgot about this. We I forgot to address this yesterday. The video of dumbass CJ Gardner Johnson, the safety for the Lions, waving goodbye to the 49er crowd as they yeah. were up 21-7 in the second quarter yeah, of the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh What are you doing, I, dude? I, I tell you what, man, that's You play that's for the, the Lions, okay? He's never been on Twitter. Uh, he's never been a Texans fan on Twitter during a playoff game with the Chiefs. I'll tell you that. Yeah, much. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> true. I went through that pain to teach me a lesson about how I should treat the Texans being tied with the Ravens at the half. Yes, where uh, I, I, do, I do remind myself, hey, these salad days uh, of, of being tied with the Ravens, uh, they they might not last. They yep. might not last. Um, Dan Campbell's decision making was under a ton of scrutiny yesterday. Here, here's my. I know you have a big issue with it, Seth. My big issue. I don't have an issue with Dan Campbell. No, 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 no. An issue with what I'm about to, an issue with the people assessing it. Mine is the fact that Mike Florio wrote this long piece blaming analytics for Dan Campbell's decision, like going in on analytics in football and how it it doesn't really apply the same way it does in baseball, which is is, is true. There's 
there is a lot more nuance to football than there yeah. is baseball, where it's a lot of one-on-one matchups, individual matchups with pitchers and hitters and so forth. Um, here's the thing. When you're talking specifically about Dan Campbell, he never used the word analytics once in explaining himself. Not a single right. time. Not a single time. Dan Campbell actually had what I thought were somewhat sound football reasons for doing what he did, especially the the one where he didn't kick to tie the game in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, that he wanted to take a lead in the game as opposed to tying the game because of his defense was kind of collapsing at that point. I thought that was a logical explanation. I don't know that I wouldn't have tried to kick it there, but I thought it was a logical explanation. Dan Campbell did not lean on analytics for this for for his excuse for making these decisions. Right. Well, and I think also like Florio, what he said yesterday was basically he did he had a really effective takedown of a version of analytics that doesn't really exist. Yeah. Uh, he was he was acting like all the analytics dudes do is say go uh, be aggressive all the time. Yeah. Um, and I think the the problem with using analytics for either of those decisions is that really like. <laughs> It's, you can do the math in your head for for like the the actual analytical the actual uh, like probability reasons and all of that is stuff that any coach from 1952 would have and could have had in his head regarding what to do in that situation. And what's driving me crazy is the number of otherwise intelligent people who are saying in both those field goal situations, "You take the points, you take the points, you take the points." That kicker is career 53% from 45 to 50 yards. Like, there is no part of that where you cannot use as your justification, you take the points. And then they go on to describe, I was watching Rich Eisen this morning, goes on to describe how obvious it is because you take the points, and then oh you have God. the field goal, and then here you go. Dude. No, you attempt a field goal. Okay. You attempt a field goal. I can only imagine you listening yeah. to Eisen say, take the points <laughs> of all people. You take the points. In the most condescending way possible. You'd, and then you have that field goal because you attempted the field oh goal God. with your crappy kicker. Oh my you God. take the points. Yeah. Now, no, all these people are going to be in Vegas. I, mean, I can't wait to, to watch them lose their 401ks like, with that, under, that, that minimal understanding I of math. I can't wait to watch you confront all these people like Rich now, Eisen. Now, <laughs> <laughs> the, the accurate – now because what a lot of people have responded to me with this is they'll say, well, you should have had a better kicker. Like, okay. Like, I'm not going to base my decision in the moment right. on pretending I've got a better right. kicker. Right. So <laughs> the fact of the matter is, for me, either decision would have been fine. If he had gone for the kick or yeah. if he had gone for it. The other part of it, too, is the 49ers are not particularly good in short yardage defense. Yes. Now, Landry came on after he got off yesterday and said that I was ignoring the fact that the, they were going up against the 49ers defense. Okay, well, A, in your version where, oh, it's the 49ers defense – yeah, you know who they have to go again against after they tie the game? The 49ers defense. Yeah. Like, okay, like, the, ooh, they tied the game. Yeah. Does that mean they win a championship? No. The other part is, uh, like, Ben Johnson should have been taking a task for passing the ball instead of running it because the 49ers short yardage rushing defense was the worst in the league. Yeah. The absolute worst in the league. So it's just, a, it was more of a toss-up. You cannot say, if you say you take the points – you're lying and you're exposing that you haven't actually looked into the situation at all. That's all I get. You can think that they needed to kick the field goal. I'm fine. But don't say you take the points because you're lying. Headlines. Rockets. Big win last night. Somewhat big injury, too, I would say, for this in advance of the Super Bowl for one of the two defenses that we will get to. Latest on the coaching stuff in the NFL. We go to headlines next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 